It's an honor and a privilege to be with you tonight. It's an honor to worship Jesus with you. Thank you all for letting my family come and do what we do. Okay? All glory belongs to Jesus. Thank you all for letting us worship with you. Jesus is King. 1 Timothy chapter 4. We're supposed to be focusing on leaders tonight. Right? Isn't that what we spoke Saturday night was about leaders? Isn't that what we said? Okay. Hallelujah, Jesus. Alright, is anybody in here a leader? Everybody I'm looking at is a leader. I didn't say you had to be a leader in this church. I just said you was a leader. You don't believe me? Ask your nieces and nephews if you're a leader because they're watching you. Look at your cousins and, and tell me if you're not a leader. Look at those co-workers around you and tell me if you're not a leader. Everybody in this room, if you are living and breathing, you're a leader. Somewhere, somehow, some way. Even in, in the, in the, when, when, when we have the children's... Go, there's leaders in that room. In the nursery, there's leaders. Have you ever seen a chicken coop full of chickens? Is there a leader? Is there a head hen up in there? It doesn't matter how many you have. You're going to have one that's the head. It's easy to figure out who's the bottom. A lot of times, if there's plenty of hens, they don't have feathers. they they just bad news. they run running for their life every day. They're trying to kill them up in there and peck them. Because you all heard the phrase, peck in order? Right? Even in a chicken coop, there's a leader. In a cow pasture, you got a head, don't you? You need her to come because she brings everything else with her. Right? All you deer hunters in the house, who are you after? At least we got one honest in the house. He's a big buck. Meat. But if he walks out, are you going to shoot him? If Papa walks out, are you going to shoot him? That 10 point, 18 inch inside spread, you ain't going to shoot him, huh? Oh, his meat's too tough. No, you after him, why? Because he's the head of the, he's the head out there. Right or wrong? Everything there is an order. True or not? Even in this room, you're a leader. Come on, let's be leaders for Jesus. Okay? No matter if you're in a church, if you're in a, in a business, I'm going to come at you because I'm a preacher. Okay? But some of us, you were not called to do what I do. You were called, some people are called to flip burgers. I appreciate burger flippers. Anybody like a hamburger? Anybody like a good piece of fish? Fried fish? Do you like to go order? I want a number one. That's three-piece fish. I want the, the hush puppies and the keep your coleslaw. I want your french fries and I want Dr. Pepper to go with that. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Do you like to do that? Do you appreciate the one back there dropping them in the, in the, in the grease? Somebody has to do that. If you're going to get your number one, whatever you go to, somebody got to be back there working. True or not? Somebody has to do the job nobody else wants to do. Anybody like tacos? There's a taco joint just right over there. Not everybody here likes that. Not everybody. Well, I can't say that. I was going to use a different kind of meat in there, but anyway. Y'all know where I was headed. Not everybody likes that stuff. But listen, if you like that and you go in there and you tell them, I want a number eight, which happens to be, well, it used to be. It's a number one now. I want three crunchy tacos. You keep your, what's that stuff called? Cold, uh, no, that white stuff. Sour cream. You keep your sour cream. I just want plain tacos. Just tacos. With my Dr. Pepper, thank you. How many of us like a taco? Not everybody here likes taco. I do. I appreciate the taco maker. Are you following me? Somebody has to do that. Do you know those culverts that you drive across to get into a house somewhere? Somebody's got to put that in. That asphalt that you drive across, somebody has to do that. What I'm saying is we're not all called to do the same thing. But you're called to be a leader wherever you are. Are you there, church? Some of you are wonderful with children. You don't want me working with children. 
Stop it. I done told them once. They should know better. Some of you are wonderful with children. Some of us are not so wonderful with children. I'm talking about working with somebody else's kids. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Youth ministry. Some of us are wonderful. Others of us, you don't need to be working with youth. But you are called to work somewhere. Are you there, church? Look with me real quick. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Because no matter what you do, look at verse 12. Let no one despise your youth. No matter what your age is, let nobody despise you. You're called to be an example. Young, old, in between. Look at it. What does it say? Let no one despise your... But be an example to the believers. Alright, who are we examples to? Not just the world. Who are you an example to? Me. You need to be an example to me. You expect me to be an example to you. But I'm looking at you tonight and telling you, I expect you to be an example to me. Husbands... The Bible didn't tell you you could cash her in and get you another one. The Bible said for you to love your wife. Even if her body changes. Because it's going to change if she has children. Are you there, church? Husbands, love your wife. Guess what? He still hates divorce. That's not quite as... But we're going to get better. Because we're going to get something in a minute that everybody an amen and we'll keep going. You got to make me feel better. Right, not really. I really don't care. I'm going to preach the gospel and I'm going to go. All right? Listen to me. You got to be an example to whom? Look at that person on your left and that person on your right. Are they believers? Then you got to be an example. Stop hiding behind your barley stack. Stop hiding behind your excuses. Stop telling me why you can't and be, a, be an example to me and my children. How are you there, church? See, when I see you out there, out, out there, outside of this building, you better be an example. See, I was down there in West Monroe that we've got a paper mill. And I was parked at the red light, waiting on to the, the light to turn green. And I've got my worship going and I'm just worshiping Jesus. I'm getting it, doing my thing, sitting there at the, at the red light, just waiting. I've got my windows down and I'm just, whoo, I'm out yonder. All of a sudden, I look to my left. There's an African-American brother out in the middle of the road. Brother Jason! Brother Jason! Brother Jason! He's out in the middle of the road. I knew him from prison. He had been in prison. And I preached in the prison for years with him. He was an inmate. He had gotten out. And he was out working. Well, I'm sitting at the light. And he's over there trying to get my attention. I look over. I call him by name. I said, man, what you doing? If I had been sitting at that red light, listening to whatever you normally listen to, what about my witness? Brother, they got real quiet. You got to be an example. Well, can I listen to such... Does it glorify Jesus? If I follow you in listening to that, am I going to heaven? If I follow you, am I going to get into sin? Are you there, church? you got to be an example. I'm talking to leaders. In, 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 in this place, I may have leaders of Sunday school and children's church and, and, and this and that and the other and helps and hospitality and you're doing your thing. But what kind of an example outside of that are you being? To my worship team right here. To those that are normally on this platform or wherever church you come from. Outside of this right here, we know you worship God here. Can you do it at home when no one's watching? Do you do it when nobody's around? Do you let your children find you worshiping God? Husbands, do you let your children find you loving your wife? And y'all know what I'm talking about in a PG manner. But knowing that I, the example is for a husband to love his wife. Do, mamas, do you let your children find you being submissive to your husband? Woo. Y'all do know that scripture's in there too, right? Let me back up a little bit. Stones. I see them picking them up. 
Just keep moving, preacher. Just move on. We're going to be all right. Just keep moving right along. Are you there, church? Be an example. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. What? Why? Because it's the will of God. Husbands, lead your family. Why? Because it's the will of God. Wives, be submissive to your husbands. Why? Because it's the will of God. Worship. Why? It's the will of God. Pray. Always. Why? It's the will of God. Love. Why? Because it's the will of God. What are you going to do? You're going to be an example for somebody to follow. And that somebody is me. Again, you expect me to be your example, but I'm looking you in the eye tonight and telling you, you should be an example to me. Why should you be held to a different standard than I'm held to? Why should I be held to a different standard than you're held to? Why can you get away with stuff that I can't get away with? Why are you allowed to drink and to do other things that I'm not allowed to do? Why do we think there's a double standard in the body of Christ? There's not. There's one standard. His name is Jesus. Are you there, church? Are y'all there? Because the standard is the Word of God. It has not changed. It doesn't matter what your society says is acceptable. What matters is what the Word of God says is sin. And if the Word of God says it's sin, it's still sin. Well, in our, in our age we live, no, 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 let's get back to the church age. Let's get back to the kingdom age. Let's get back to the Word of God. If He called it sin, it's still sin. If He said, if you do these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God, that's what He means. No matter you go to church, if you do these things and practice these things, you shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then that's still, you shall not inherit doesn't matter what organization has told you it's okay. It's not okay. It's sin. And those who practice sin will not inherit the kingdom of God, period. There's still only one way by which we can be saved. It's through the blood of Jesus. True? It has not changed. But we must be an example to those that are watching and the ones that's watching is sitting next to you. Are you there, church? Verse 12, let's read it again. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in your conduct, in your love, in your spirit, in your faith, and in your purity. Wow. You better be an example I can follow. Yeah, well, you know, I'm still coming out. Well, why don't you come on out and be an example? How long does it take to come on out? We've been hiding behind that excuse for years. We've been hiding behind, well, I'm dealing with it. No, you're playing with it. Quit playing with it and come on out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. We are called to a standard. It's holiness. Because without it, no one will see the Lord. How many of us want to see Him? How many of us want to hear well done? Then we got to have a standard and it's in the Word of God. And we got to raise the standard and be under the banner of righteousness. I'm telling you, He's holy, and everything that He is about is holy, and without holiness, you will not see Him. 1 Peter chapter 2. Come on, Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 2. Hallelujah. Y'all still here. I'm, 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 I'm blessed. Lord willing, I've got a picture to show y'all tomorrow night. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that are here about this photo. In this photo, this happened back, when was I in Kenya? August, September, October? End of September. I was there and had a pastor's conference. No, nah, it wasn't a conference. It was supposed to be an appreciation. And it was supposed to be 70 people. Because I was going to appreciate those that had helped me put on these conferences for the past 10, 11 years. Well, word got out. And what was 70 turned into over 1,000. You say, wow, that's wonderful. Not if you having to feed them. And you were expecting 70. And now you've got to house them. You've got to get them there and you've got to get them back home. It turns in quite a bill. Even if you're in Africa, it turns into quite a bill. You've got a thousand people to feed three times a day. Well, 
as these meetings started, here we come into the building that seats about 400. And we had three tents set up outside the building to accommodate all these people that were coming. We was expecting 70, remember, but we had well over a thousand leaders, pastors that were coming to just celebrate with us what God had done. I'm telling you, there's thousands of miracles and things that I'm telling you, it is just phenomenal what God has done in that region. Okay, so we're there. I've got a photo. I am standing in the front of this building and there's six people that you can't see in the photo that are leading worship. There's six. Behind me, beside me is the brother that's with me that traveled with me and my main pastor. And behind me, there's three people in the building. Do you hear what I just said? There's three. Total, there's 12, including me, in the building. I go to preach. There's three people I'm preaching to. I preached like I was preaching to 10,000. Because by the end of the day, it was well over 1,000. But when I started, there was three people. What you're called to do, you do, no matter, regardless of what you're looking at. Are you hearing me, church? Because it's not always glamorous. It's not always fun. Sometimes you got three people to preach to. Well, that doesn't mean you change and you do something different. It means you deliver the Word of God that God gave you, no matter how many's there. Church? Amen? Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 21. For to this you were called... Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Does your Bible say you need to follow the steps of Jesus? Did he, does it also say right before you need to follow his steps that he suffered? Does it not say also right before that he was our example? And in being our example, what did he do? Suffered. You know how many people whine and complain about all the stuff they're going through? Do you know how many of us murmur and complain all the time about all the things of life that we're having to go through and in ministry and all the things we had to do to get ready for these meetings? So Brother Jason was coming with his whole family and all the other people and we had to get everything ready. And what should have been a blessing to me has now turned into this and you've lost every bit of your reward. Because of the whining and murmuring and complaining. Are you there, church? We do that all the time. Some of us. But we need to learn to keep our mouth shut. And to just worship Jesus and to serve. Because the greatest in the kingdom is the servant, right? What were we called to do? To follow the example of Jesus. And what does it say in that verse? It was our example. That we should follow in His steps. Why? Because He also suffered for us. Verse 22. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in His mouth. Wow. Nothing evil was found in that man's mouth. How many of us go through a day and have trouble finding something that's not ungodly coming out of our mouth? Be an example. Be an example. Be an example. Be an example that a new convert can follow you and be a man or woman of God. That's what you got to be. Everybody in this church, everybody, no matter what church you come from, no matter what denomination, you are called to be an example. Somebody can follow you and be a man of God, be a woman of God, be someone who's full of power, full of authority, full of might and dominion, and they're making tacos. Because it's not what you do that defines you. It's who you are in the kingdom that defines you. Don't don't get hung up on what you don't get to do in the kingdom because what you need to do is be the man and woman that God called you to be where He planted you and you serve where He planted you and you do what He called you to do and you humble yourself and God will exalt you. I'm telling you the way out is to humble yourself. The way up is to humble. The way up, the way to be great in the kingdom is to serve. The way to be mighty in God is to serve. The way down is the way up. You've got to be an example. That is what every one of us are called to do. Even if the pastor doesn't tell you thank you. Do you know how many people have left our churches because they nobody told me thank you? Nobody told me how much they appreciated that I was there and I picked up those diapers. Nobody was there when I cleaned up that coffee that spilled on the floor and I did a good job. 
You did do a good job, but you lost all your reward because you wanted man's approval instead of God's approval. Do it as unto God and not unto man. And you will not be disappointed. But when we do it unto man, we will be disappointed. But when you do it unto God, receive your reward on that day. Come on, church. You want to be a great leader? You got to serve. You want to be a great leader? Stop looking for somebody to tell you. boy, good job. We appreciate you. Oh, worship team, y'all do a fine job. Well, I'm not playing anymore because they hadn't told me in a long time that we do a good job. Just keep playing. Just keep playing. Let God tell you good job. I thought you were wanting to hear well done. Thou good and faithful. Huh. Servant doesn't have to be told good job. Servant just has to do what he's called to do. Now hush and do what you're called to do. I'm not out there sleeping where I get to go and do and wake up covered in rat feces and everything else for somebody to tell me good job. I'm not eating the stuff I'm eating and dealing with the stomach issues that you have to deal with because of what you had to eat. So somebody could tell me good job. I'm out there dealing with it so God can tell me good job, son. You did what I called you to do to hush. That's it. Somebody's got to go. I'm telling you, somebody's got to flip the burger. You be the best burger flipper you've ever been. You be the best ditch digger you've ever been. You be the best of whatever, the best housewife, uh, homeschool mama, whatever you are. You be the best at what God called you to do and stop looking at somebody else. Come on, somebody. I want you to look at the person next to you and tell them you have purpose. Even Mr. Moon right there, you got purpose. Union Parish, I can smell it from here. Good friend of mine. He does live in Union Parish. I'm not going to hold that against him too. Well, there's a whole row of Union Parish back there too. You have purpose. I want you to get that right now. I want you to look at the person to your left and right and tell them you have purpose. Do you believe it? Now, I want you to look at that same person and say, do you believe that? Do you believe it? That you got purpose? Come on. Does somebody get it? You got purpose? You got purpose. You have purpose. Now, I want you to say this with me. I was destined. Because only you know what you're destined to do. To my parents over there, say, hey, parents. Hey, y'all. That's my parents. They've been my parents my whole life. My dad retired from the paper mill. His dad retired from the paper mill. His purpose was out in that paper mill. There's men that watched him for 40 years. That lady next to him, most of y'all don't know them other than because of us being here. I was homeschooled my last seven years. That lady on the front row right there in the green, it's my wife. All of my children have been homeschooled their whole life. Now my son, where are you at, son? Where is he? He's in Christ for the nations. Now he's not homeschooled. <laughs> Abella, he's graduating through homeschool. That's her job, that's her purpose, is to be my helpmate. It's not glamorous. But she's really good at what she does. And I thank God for my wife. You hear me? You hear? Listen to me though. She's great at what she's called to do. She's not called to do what you're called to do. You be great at what you're called to do. Stop worrying about somebody else and be a leader. Lead them by example more than what you say. People are watching you. 
people are watching you. And those things that we just can't seem to get the victory, they're watching you. You call yourself a Christian, they're watching you. You call yourself a man of God, they're watching you. Can you get the victory? Well, Romans tells me that which I don't want to do is what I do, and what I don't want to do is what I'm doing. Oh, wretched man. Yeah, but you need to go over, over into the next part of it. Get over into the next part. Come out of that and get over to the next part, that through Jesus, I am more. Go get in 1 John where I come out of sin and that lifestyle of sin. But if I do sin, I have an advocate with the Father. And not when I sin, but if I should, I have an advocate. Come on into 1 John and come out of sin and be in the lifestyle that God called you to be. Coming out from among them and being ye separate. And being the leaders that God has called us to be. No matter what church you go to, no matter what group you come from, God called you to be a leader. Now lead by your example. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. We've got to move through this. Because I'm in Camden and I know y'all go to bed around 7, 30, 8 o'clock. So. Hebrews chapter 4. Look, if, I, if I'm hard on you, Brother Jerry gave me permission. Just so y'all know, just... Come on, we got to follow the Spirit of God, right? Hebrews chapter 4, look at verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of what? Unbelief or disobedience, depending on what version you're reading. But disobedience is tied in with unbelief, if you don't, okay, just understand. Unbelief will keep you from fulfilling what God called you to do. Now, I just asked you to say with me that I have destiny, right? Didn't I say that? I was destined. Do you believe you're destined? Do you believe God has purpose over your life? Unbelief will keep you from walking in your purpose. Just hear what I'm telling you. Unbelief, I'm not sure. When you say I'm not sure, you just limited what God can do. If you don't know it's the will of God, don't be praying for it. Because why should you expect an answer if you don't know it's of God to start with? Because the man who doubts is like what? Tossed here and there, right? What you've got to do, you've got to believe, you've got to know. Well, I'm just not sure. Then you better get along with God and be sure and then ask Him according to His will. Let it be done. And when you ask by His will what's going to happen, it shall be done. Because where two of us can agree is touching anything. But you got to agree. It means you got to know that this is of God and we're called to do this. And this is God and let it be done according to the will of God. So be it. Because when you say amen, that's really what you're saying is so be it. You're agreeing with it. You're in agreement that this is God and God has called me to be a worshiper. God has called me to do this. God has called me to clean the toilets of the church because somebody's got to do it. I encourage you, even if you don't travel out of the United States, go to an Indian reservation. Go somewhere and find somebody that's worse off than you and serve. And let God deal with your heart. Let God change you on the inside. Let something amazing start happening on the inside. If you go to this local body, I encourage you, you have a hard time serving, you go, you go to whoever's over the maintenance part of this thing and you tell them, that's my toilet, I'm responsible for cleaning that toilet right there. And you clean that thing. And you let humbling, and you let God break you, and you humble yourself, and you get you a vacuum and come in here and start vacuuming. And you straighten the chairs and you do the job nobody else wants to do. I'm telling you right now, you feel called into ministry. The way to be a minister for Jesus is to start serving. You start vacuuming, you start cleaning the chairs, you start doing the job nobody else wants to do. And God will make a way for you. First youth pastor position I got, I was out in Rockwall, Texas, or Garland, Texas. We moved to Rockwall, but Garland, Texas... I went out there, it was February, I believe, January, February. I went out there to interview after service, right? I showed up and it iced. Ice is everywhere. I showed up. 
I get there and one of the elders is out there with a shovel getting ice off the, the sidewalk. I didn't even make it in the building. I just grabbed a shovel from this older man and I started shoveling the ice. I didn't care. I was in my suit. And I was getting my... They hired me, not based off of anything other than, they said, if you'll do that, if you'll serve, we know God will use you greatly here. You there, church? You got to serve. Wherever God puts you, wherever God planted you, whatever church you come from, you serve. And you serve. You roll your sleeves up and you get dirty. And let God make a way. Well, I'm offended because they just won't do and they won't promote me. Keep serving. Because you're serving God and not the man. Come on, church. I'm trying to help us. Because look, what happened right here? What was the example that he told us don't follow? Unbelief. Disobedience. What was the children of Israel? They had seen the miracle working power. They lived with the miracle working power. They lived with the cloud by day and the fire by night. How awesome would that be? That's what we all desire to see. The Shekinah glory of God come up in here and be laid out. Woo, 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 woo. That's what they lived in every day. And they still were in unbelief. They saw miracles every day. The manna six days a week. The quail come flying in. They saw it. They saw the, the snakes. Man, they saw the hand of God. They saw the Red Sea go back. They saw it happen. When they entered into the promised land, they saw the Jericho. I mean, the, the Jordan River. They saw Jericho fall and they were still in unbelief. They saw what you desire to see. Don't get hung up in miracles. Get hung up in Jesus. It's not about the manifestations as much as it's about His presence. You get along with God and don't worry about the miracles. Don't worry about the manifestations. They will happen when you seek Jesus. If you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. Don't worry about it. The blinded eyes will be opened. The deaf ears will be loosed. The tongues will be loosed. Why? Because God is there with you. Are you there, church? Are you there, church? You want to see God move through you mightily? Get along with Jesus. Stop worrying about it. It's not happening. It's not happening. Keep seeking Him. Keep seeking Him. Keep fasting. Keep praying. Keep, 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 keep. It will happen. I am not worried about miracles. I'm not worried about healing. It will happen. I am not worried about the finances. They will come to me. Because I seek Jesus. I watched it this week. We had to buy tickets to go to Kenya. We did not have the money. We didn't have it. It it just wasn't there. And then one day, I watched it. One day, all of a sudden, there was $11,000. Do you know what that trip's going to cost us? Around twelve. And one day, almost all of it came in. I didn't tell anybody. Did I tell y'all last week what was going on? No. I'm just going to get up here and worship Jesus because it will come to me. I'm not going to tell people what all I was. No, I'm going to tell my father who already knows what I have need of before I even ask. It will come to me because I have asked my father and not you. You're not my help. My help comes from the... Come on, you got to be an example of faith. You got to be an example of believing. You got to be an example to somebody that doesn't have an example. Church, are we there? I'm trying to help us. You want you want God to move in South Arkansas, North Louisiana? Then somebody's got to be an example of what it is for God to move. Are we going to be that? Are we going to be that example? Not just the pastors and the staff. I'm talking the people of God. Because we are all called to be leaders. All right, let's get through this. Go to Matthew chapter 17, real quick. It's getting close to 8 o'clock. I know y'all Americans are tired. In some of those nations, we'd just be getting started. In fact, we'd still be worshiping. I'm serious. We'd still be worshiping for another hour. Y'all want to be eating your taco in an hour or less. I knew I shouldn't have come on Saturday night. I knew he was going to go longer because it was Saturday night. I done dismissed you. Bye. Matthew 17. Matthew 17, 17. Then Jesus answered and said, 
You people of faith. You example of faith. Is that what he said? He called them what? Why? Because this dad had brought this son to them and they couldn't do anything with him. What did he tell them right here? You faithless. It wasn't just faithless. What else did he call them? How many of us would get offended if Jesus walked in here tonight and told all of us in this room, you're faithless and perverse? No, I'm not. We would act just like the disciples on that day. One of you is going to betray me tonight. It's not me. It might be him, but it ain't me. It might be that Jason, but it ain't this Jason. Huh? If Jesus came in this place and said, before the night's over, one of y'all will betray me. One of you's going to sell me out for a couple of dollars for a bag of crack for a bag of weed for a bottle of for a magazine for a slide of a finger somebody's going to sell me out for the movie you shouldn't be watching let me check your Netflix history I'll tell you where you at. Let me check your Hulu. Let me check your your iPod and your MP3 player, and I'll tell you exactly where you are. Let me check your DVD collection. Or now it's all online stuff. Your cloud. Let me check and see what you've been looking at on Instagram, and I'll tell you exactly where you are. Oh, I'm a man of God. Let me see your device, and I'll tell you real quick. Let me see your prayer life and your Bible reading and I'll tell you real quick where you are. You're in this place, I'm challenging you. I'm throwing the gauntlet down again. I threw it down last week. Fasting, remember? My family and I broke fast last night. We started when we left here. We broke it last night. We fasted with you. Because I'm not going to challenge you to do something I don't do. I am challenging you. Read the Word of God. I just started January 1, my 49th time in a row. Every month I read the New Testament. Nine chapters a day. By the 29th day, you've read Matthew through Revelation. You don't read the Old Testament, you're missing the whole point. You want to argue over, listen to me, I'm challenging you. I'm not challenging you to read like I do. I'm just challenging you to read the Word of God. You speak in tongues, I'm challenging you every day. Take time, set it aside, pray in tongues. Tell me, come back in a month and tell me if your life is not changing. Are you there, church? Oh, we're people of the Holy Ghost. Then then pray in the Holy Ghost every day. Set aside time and pray in the Holy Ghost. Turn your music off, turn your little worship off that you don't know how to pray without your worship. Church, we have become so petty in our prayer. If we have all, if we have church prayer wide and it's quiet and we go to sleep, we don't know how to pray without our worship playing in the background. We got to set the mood. We got no. I'm the one that sets that by my heart. What's he looking for? He's not looking for worship playing in the atmosphere. He's worship looking for a heart that's surrendered and sold out to him. That's what he's looking for. Me. He's looking for me. Because I'm going to be sold out to Jesus. He's looking for you because you're going to be sold out to Jesus. I'm challenging you. Let's be an example. You work in construction. You work in flipping burgers. Be an example. Come on, somebody. Be an example. Tonight, I'm going to be an example. I'm going to be an example. Children can follow me all the way to heaven. Your grandchildren can follow me all the way to heaven because I'm going to be that example. Doesn't matter if I like that style of music or that style of music. That's not an example of Jesus, so I'm going to cut it out of my life. Hello, church. There's a lot of stuff that I would love to do that wouldn't lead people to Jesus. I'm not going to do it. And I didn't say it was sin. I just said it doesn't glorify God, so I'm not doing it. Because follow me as I follow. Come on, let's read that one real quick. 1 Corinthians 11. What does it say? You got it up there. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. 
It's coming. It's coming. I'm, I'm lying, right? I'm not lying, right? It's coming. 1 Corinthians 11, 1. What does it say? It's coming, y'all. Just believe me. It's coming. Y'all see that? That should be your motto right there. Not mine. Not just me. Not just pastor. Not just pastor. Family. As wonderful as they are. As my sister is. As amazing as she is. We need more amazing in this church. Wherever church you come from. However, your pastor's wife, as amazing as they are, the elder's wife, no matter how it's run, there's amazing already there. We need you to be amazing. People need, right here. This is Paul talking. What does he say? Imitate me. As I follow me, as I follow. Imitate you look at that person in the mirror and you look at that person tonight, you tell that mirror, I'm going to be the guy somebody can follow. Well, I'm not a pastor. I didn't say anything about being a pastor. Well, I don't have, I didn't say anything about all that. All I said was imitate Christ so I can imitate you. Imitate Christ so I can imitate you. Let your marriage be an example of what Christ is to the church. So a young person can watch your marriage and know what a godly marriage is all about. Are you there, church? We just celebrated 20 years. Thank you, Jesus. All you young people in the house, there's a better way. The only woman I ever kissed is sitting right there. The day I married her. There's a better way. Well, I didn't do it. It's all right. It's all right. Let's go forward from where we are. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. My children can tell you they've never heard us raise our voices in argument to each other. We've never had a knockout, drag out, get it. We disagree every day. Yes, of course, she's wrong. It's okay. I'm going to pay for that one in a minute, but that's all right. I can feel the heat over here. I, I, I heard the air come out of there. <gasps> I wasn't sure if it was she or my daughters, but maybe my mother. I don't know. It was from the women over in this community over here. Do we disagree all the time? Sit down right here. Let's talk it through. Let's figure out what we're going to do. We're going to compromise. We're going to figure this out. We're going to communicate because communication is killing our marriages. The lack of it. The same way our relationships with Jesus are dying because of our lack of communication with the Father. Are you there, church? You say, well, my wife and I, we argue all the time. I'm, I'm not here to listen to me. I'm not here to tell you to be like us. But I am here to tell you, follow me as I follow Christ. And somebody needs to look at you and say, I'm going to be just like him. Because I know if I'm just like him, I'm going to see Jesus. Can somebody look at you and go, I want to be just like you? Because if I'm just like you, I'll be just like Jesus. I just don't know if I'm there. Come on, let's get there. Well, I, I just, I, I thought you was a follower of Jesus. You a Christian? You know what that means. Christ-like. I'm a follower of Christ. Follow me. Imitate. Are you there, church? Are y'all reading what I'm reading? You going to be like Jesus or are you going to be like the system? We're going to be like Jesus or are we going to be religious? Can I follow you to Jesus? If I follow you, if I do what you do, am I going to heaven? 
If my mouth speaks like your mouth, am I going to heaven? If I, if lust is there and I'm like you, are y'all there, church? Come on, you want to be a leader? It's not about titles. It's not about you're the leader of this, you're the leader of that. What it is about is follow me. Because this is what we need in the church is right here. And if you'll be this, God will raise you up. You want to have a strong church? You want to have a strong community? A strong, I'm telling anything, right here. Right here. Worship team, simply amazing. Y'all are blessed. Y'all are really blessed. Y'all have an awesome worship team. Y'all are blessed. Okay? Listen to me, though. But when they step off this platform, I need to be able to follow you to Jesus. I need to be able to follow you to Jesus. I need to, I need to be able to follow you no matter where you go. What you're doing. I need to be able to follow you as you follow Christ. Church, that's what we're after. That's what God's after. That's what this whole community... That's what... How many years you been here, brother? How many y'all, years y'all been at this locale, right? Or not building, but... Preaching here. All right, let me ask. Let me ask the one that knows. How long we've been here? Forty-eight. Hold me, Kamoli. Forty-three years. I'll be forty-four this year. You know how I know that? Because I was born in seventy-five. Don't let, don't be acting like I'm a mathematician. I just know because I was born. And I'm pretty sharp. It's one year off from when I was born. I can do the math off that. Even though I am from Louisiana, I know y'all don't believe that, but would y'all stand up tonight? Just stand up. We're not going to do music. We're not going to do anything. This is what I want you to do. Just where you are. I don't need you to, if you need to come down here and, and do it with Jesus, then so be it. But right where you are, I just want you, if you're serious about that verse right there, I want you to commit yourself to Christ again, right here, right now. No matter where you come from, no matter what you're doing, I want you to, that verse right there, I want it to be ingrained upon our eyes. Ingrained upon our hearts. That I'm going to be the one that someone can imitate. I'm going to be the one who's imitating Christ and somebody can follow me. So I'm telling you, if you a burger flipper, be a burger flipper for Jesus, but imitate Jesus. So that people can follow you. Some of you, you're retired. I'm happy for you. That doesn't mean you get to quit. That means actually you got more time to be serving. It's all right to go catch your brim every now and then. It's okay. Put your cricket in the water. Be an example of Jesus. Because even in the water, you've got to be an example to Jesus. Are you there, church? In all of our human things that we are in peculiarities, be you, be you, but imitate Jesus in what you do. Look, I used to be in industrial construction. I know about concrete and asphalt. I know about I know about all that. I know about welding some. I know about the fitting some. I know about all that stuff. But you know what? There was one thing they knew about me. I'm going to be the same even though they weren't with me at church on Sunday, they knew I was going to be the same on Monday through Friday. It didn't matter if we was working 16 hours. It didn't matter what we were doing. I was the same. Follow me. You there, church? Listen to me. Everybody in this room, we come from different backgrounds, from different things, from different... I don't care about yesterday. I don't care how your family knows you. I don't care how, how your past is all tattered and broken and, and you got a trail in your past. What right now? Right where you are. Let's get it right with Jesus. Right there in your own heart. You just get it right with you. If you need to repent, you repent. You need to come to the altar, come to the altar. But you get it right with Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, we make this verse right here the anthem of our heart. It doesn't matter about yesterday. What matters is God's got purpose for me. God's got destiny for me. And I'm going to imitate Him. And He will lift me up. And people will follow me to Jesus. I'm going to be that man. I'm going to be that woman. I'm going to, no matter my age, 
Paul told Timothy, don't worry about your age. I'm telling you right now, it's not about your age. From the youngest in this room to the oldest in this room. Imitate Christ so people can follow you. People need to see the real. They're so tired of hypocrites. They're so tired of all this fake and things. If you're here right now, I want you, if you're serious about this, I want you to tell Jesus, I'll be your man, I'll be your woman. I'll follow you. If you'll lead me, I'll follow me. Jesus, lead me and I will follow so people can follow me as I follow you. Speak it out of your mouth. Tell him I'm real. I'm serious, God. Doesn't matter. I've been in. I've been in. I've been hung up on these things, God. Through you, I'm going to get my victory. Every chain, every addiction, be broken, and we step into and fulfill what we're called to do. You say, "Well, I don't have your testimony." It's not about that. I was a sinner just like you. Doesn't matter what. Well, I'm telling you, we all climbed out of the same hole doing different things. We all needed Jesus. I needed a, I needed saving. I was full of lust. I was full of all. I'm telling you, it was terrible. But God in His mercy, He saved me. And He rescued me. And now I declare, follow me as I follow Christ. And you declare it, follow me as I follow Christ. And we'll follow each other and Christ will be glorified. We will come out of these things and chains be broken. Alcohol addictions are broken. Nicotine addictions are broken. Anger addictions are broken. Lust addictions are broken. Through the power of the authority of the blood of Jesus. Are you there church? Come on I just want you. Where you are. To make it real with God. Right here right now. 1 Corinthians 11.1 is my verse. That is my anthem for this year Jesus. I will imitate you. So people can imitate me. In word and deed and action and love. I will be your example that others can follow. Here I am. Send me. I'll go. I'll go to the store across the street. I'll go to the Eldorado. I'll go to Hermitage. I'll go to Bearden. I'll go, God. Here I am. I'll go visit the one who has nobody. I'll go, God. And I will be that example so people can follow me to you. Ingrain it upon me, oh God. Here am I. I am yours and you are mine. Jesus, help us, God. Jesus, help us, God. Holy Ghost.